Welcome back to New to Medical Device Sales. I am your host, Jacob McLaughlin, and today I have a super special guest. Today I have the honor of having Logan Tupper on the podcast. Logan is a podcast listener. He found me about two months ago. He was interviewing for some positions, and he was able to go from a customer support role into a sales role at his current company, which is one of the largest medical device sales companies in the world. So Logan, let's not waste any time. Welcome to the podcast and thank you for taking time out of your day to jump on with us. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. I'm excited. It's going to be a good talk today. Yeah, man. I'm I'm super excited. We were talking a little bit offline. It's it's fun to get to know uh Logan a little more and just know that he's got other things in the work just doing like, you know, he's a co-founder of something else and we'll get into that in the podcast today. But just to learn that you know, we're pretty like-minded into how we think and, and just trying a bunch of different things to see what happens. Um, but you guys are going to get a lot of value from today's talk because you're going to be able to hear Logan's background and Logan's story and how he was able to use that, which I feel like a lot of people listening to this podcast, it, it will help you guys because it may be, maybe it's not the most traditional way to break in. So Logan, can you kind of give us a little background of, you know, what you were doing before you got um, this position? Yeah, for sure. So a little bit of a background about me. I um, graduated from a small school in Western Pennsylvania, um, Suburban University in December of 2019. Um, I was able to convince uh, this company to hire me before I um, actually graduated because all my friends were graduating in May. I had to wait till December. I was like, I can't just sit around. <laughs> um, so I talked to this um, third party logistics company to hire me in May. Um, so that was about five months before I actually graduated. Um, in a sales role. So I was doing um, 200 calls a day, just a typical run of the mill, first sales job. Um, that was a ton of fun, developed a lot of thick skin. Um, 200 calls a day when you have how many people working, you never know what you're going to get on the other line. Yep. Um, so that was a ton of fun. Um, and then I ended up getting pretty lucky and landed a contractor role um, with a big pharma company um, in a customer support role. Um, so I stayed there for about a year and a half in that role. Um, and that was just like the 800 number for the company. Um, so again, never really knew what I was gonna get um, whenever I answered that phone, but I really got to learn the business, um, the customers behind the business, um, got to talk to a lot of different departments throughout um, the company. Um, and then I ended up landing a um, job in the inside sales team with that same company. Love it. Um, and we'll get into that as well, but that's just basically, I made it known that I wanted to end up in sales um, went really hard at my job, even though it was a customer support role, like I could have just answered customer questions, closed my laptop for the day and then been done. But yep. um, just go above and beyond, make it known you want to be in sales. And I ended up um, getting it. Um, stayed there for about six months, got some good experience, um, documented everything I did, um, and then ended up getting a job with this medical device company. I love it, man. I love it. And the guys, the thing I want you to just know in that first that first stint, first couple of minutes is you're going to hear how hungry Logan is. And like he said, he could have just done his thing, quit, called it a day and got, but he just went on and moved on. And that's the thing, you know, every time I'm having these podcasts, the difference between the people breaking into these companies and breaking into these positions and the not the ones not are the ones who are hungry. So again, Logan, this is just going off to you. You can just hear it in your voice and how you're ready to go. Like you weren't taking no for an answer. And you knew that your previous experiences were going to help you in your current role that you're about to take on. So I, I would love to even talk about that real quick, because this is something we talk about a lot. 
I didn't have sales experience, quote unquote. I always say that personal training, I, I do believe in sales, but they didn't think it is. But they they want sales experience, and it's because they're like, hey, I want to, you know, know you can get yelled at and not going to quit on me, you know, because it's going to get in the medical device world. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. Can you tell me what it was like when you're doing cold calling, like you said, with 200 people a day, you know, some of the conversations, just like how it built you to be ready for the role you're about to take in? Because I think this is something people need to hear because a lot of these listeners will maybe just want to reach out because they hear sales makes a lot of money, but they don't really know what it entails. So can you give us just a little insight of, you know, th that beginning role and how it was prepared you to what you're about to do now? Yeah. So, I mean, it totally relates to a lot of what you recommend to your listeners, like reaching out to all these salespeople, because a, a lot of people are like scared to reach out to people that they want to be because, Oh, what if they like don't respond and all that. Um, so cold calling being forced to call, 200 people a day um, that, that just built up my skin to where I had, I didn't care what the other person on the line said, like, I'm calling, I have a purpose for calling. Um, if you don't want to hear it, that's fine, but I'd love to talk to you. Yep. Um, so, I mean, relating that to kind of reaching out to reps that um, helped me in that regard a lot. Yeah, that's huge. And, and that's the thing. The one thing I want to just touch on, was it always nice people on the other end of the line? Oh, 75, probably higher, had no desire to talk to me. Yeah, yeah. And they're, and they're, they're going to let you know that. Um, and, and I just say that because this is the thing I want the listeners right now to, to really hear. You know, it's the same thing in medical device sales. Like everybody thinks it's like hanging out with surgeons. It's all cool, right? It's not. It's like you walk in and they're like, why are you here? Like one of my first experiences at a hospital was like, who the heck are you like cussed at me? They're like, we don't like you. We don't want you here. And I'm like, this is my first week. You don't even know who I am. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. but, but I just say that because I want the listeners to really get that understanding of like, Hey, it's not, it's not like you're going to walk in and they're going to be like, you know, Logan, it's the, it's the sales rep dude every time. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it goes. So I, I love that you just said that, um, that you're able just to put that because again, just preparing for you, this, this, this medical device sales world can, can get rough at times. And, and that's the thing managers have always made the comment about is I want to make sure my new hire is not going to quit the first time they get yelled at. And with your previous experience, they know that when you're making sure. 200 uh, calls, just this, the 200 calls in a day, man, that by mm -hmm. itself says enough, but you mm -hmm. did it for time and time. So I love that. So can you, can we go into detail how you went from a uh, customer customer support role into sales like what was that transition and, and why the sales role yeah so whenever i got the initial like contract job um with that company i just wanted to get in there with that company the massive company they have a ton of opportunities so i was like all right if i do really well I'm not sure what the relationship is between customer support and sales but i'm with that company um, so being in that role, we had a bunch of like reports that we ran, um, a lot of like proprietary stuff. Mm -hmm. I found a report that was just completely monotonous scrolling through our, um, program, looking for pictures to identify the status of these things. And sometimes it was hundreds of lines long and we were just scrolling through there. And I was like, this is so stupid. So I took like what I was saying, like could have closed my laptop at five o'clock every day. Um, after work, I started to learn um, Visual Basic for Excel um, to take those pictures, um, convert them into a numeric form that VBA could read, and then automatically go through there, filter through what we needed to see. Um, and then it brought the report time down from sometimes like 
an hour to literally five seconds. Wow. So, so I took that as like a going above and beyond. Yep. Um, made it known to my manager that I wanted to end up in sales, got built up a great reputation for myself over the year and a half. Um, and then it just so happened a position in sales opened up. I was already in the company, the first one to know about the position and ended up there. I love that, man. And again, the hustle. I just want to get a couple things real quick because you hit on huge points. Number one, go above and beyond. It's all about the hunger, man, um, especially in sales. And I say this because I've, I've made a podcast about this, but most people do the bare minimum and they want the most out of it. Right. And like, and we were talking about like entrepreneurship and like owning businesses. Right. And when I, I just joke around because like, if you talk to an employee, a lot of times you'll hear employees want to work the least and make the most. Right. But if you're trying to make that difference, what employers are looking for is the opposite. Who's going to work the hardest. And then that brings value. And now let's pay them more. Right. And like, that's what you just did though, is you came in, you worked harder than everybody else. You brought value, showed that you're going to be an asset to this team. And they're like, we don't care where Logan's at. We need him though. And Hey, this is what he wants. Let's get, let's see where he can go here. So I, I love that you said that. And then number two, I just want to touch on the point right there. You were inside the business or inside the company and you were the first person to know about it. That's why everybody who's listening right now, this is why I try to have the talk with you. You know, a lot of times when these positions are getting posted, a lot of times they already have a candidate in mind, you know, like Logan knew he was the first person to know about it. Same with me. Like I got the call three weeks before my job was ever posted from my manager. And they're like, Hey, you're the front runner in this, right? So this is just a point for me to touch on, you know, when you guys are seeing a job posted, there's a good chance there's already somebody in line for that one. Um, or they already have candidates that they're calling. That's why I've always made the comment, be the person on the bench. You know, that was me. Like I was in talk with my manager four months before like this ever happened. Right. And then I'm just sitting on the bench until a job opened up. Hey, here I am kind of with you, Logan. Like you just said, you told your manager, you're ready. You're ready. You're showing. And you came in and you proved it every single day at work and you went above and beyond. And then when the opportunity presented itself, you're the person they think of, you know? So thanks for saying that. Cause I, I, I want every listener to know, you know, like just seeing a job posting on LinkedIn or med reps, it's not good enough because most likely there's probably somebody already interviewing for that job by the time you see it. And the thing is too, especially now it's such a candidate market. If you see a job posting that was posted a week ago, chances are they have a handful, two handfuls of candidates already going through the second round of interviews. Yep. Exactly. So you got to be on top of it. Yep. hundred percent. Right, man. Like that's, that's the thing is there, I say this cause I was in the strength and conditioning world. Right. And so when I was in the strength and conditioning world, like when, when Texas wanted to hire somebody, Texas already knew who they were hiring. They did they weren't, they weren't putting their, uh, application out there for people to be like, Oh, maybe we'll have them come to Texas. No, they already had the top three candidates. They just legally with HR have to post it so they don't get sued and be an equal opportunity. Right. It's the same with these companies, right? Like when, when I get a call, yeah, I still had to go through all the interviews, but when you get a call, a lot of times it's like in the, in these processes, it's like, Hey, they already have a favorite. Yeah. They're going to interview a couple, but they're not posting it to really see all the different candidates that are coming in because I, I said this on the podcast one time, you know, I was here in Arizona that in two days they had 115 applicants uh, or sorry, over 150 applicants come in. They, if they weren't in Arizona, they threw them out because they're like, we're just not even doing it. And they already had like a top three and I was one of the top three. And they're like, it's just between you and these two other people, which they had networked to new reps in and it was already this inner circle. Right. So like, I just love that you made that point. Again, you guys, if you're listening to this, 
you got to go network. You got to make the connections because you want to be the person on the bench. When it opens up, you're getting a call from someone saying, Hey, this position's opening up. We need, let's have a talk or, Hey, my manager wants to talk to you compared to finding it online, because I'll just be honest. It sometimes works. Maybe you're the, the 1% that it works for, but I would say the majority of the time, those positions are already being, like you said, already interviewed for by the time you see them. And one more thing I want to mention before we move on. Um, every, no matter what company you're at, every company has a sales department. So it's just, it's a marathon, not a sprint getting into medical device sales. Yes. Make the best of where you're at right now, really get that title. And then you're a shoe in for whatever you want to do in medical device sales. That is such a great point, Logan. Yeah, it's, it's true. Like just think of everything. Everything has marketing. Everything has sales, right? We get, mm-hmm. they need to know about you and they need to sell it, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's so true. What you said is mar- it's a marathon, not a sprint. It, like when people call me and they're like, I want to break in in the next month, I'm like, you're going to be highly disappointed. You know, because I say this on the podcast, I talked with people, it took them six years to break in, you know, like they tried to go different routes, you know, like I luckily it was six months for me, but like, like you said, if you can come in and just be where you're at, that, that will make biggest change, like be great at where you're at and it'll help you shine. So great point there. Now, can we go into what made you want to do medical device sales? Cause there's a lot yes. of sales, but why medical device? So medical device, um, going into college, I wanted to be a physician assistant. Okay. Um, I think it's called, it's called something else now. They just passed something. But um, that's what I wanted to do. Got in the OR. Like, I mean, it started whenever I was kind of that young. Like, no shame in reaching out to people. Um, so reaching out to doctors to get into some surgeries. Um, I got to see two open hearts and a gallbladder. Um, so kind of like here and here. Yeah. But. Um, I mean, that helped in my job interview, which we'll go into too. Um, so it took a couple classes for a physician, physician assistant, um, a lot of science courses. I ended up getting involved with a lot of business clubs during school, found out I have more of a love for like the healthcare business side than the clinical side, especially with like all the classes and stuff. Yep. Um, and then come my sophomore year, junior year of college, medical device sales was like a dream of mine. Um, I mean, as is for a lot of college students. Um, and that's kind of how I found the field. And then ever since then, it's just kind of been a, how am I going to get here? I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. It is, it is such a great point to, to make. I I've had a lot of talk. I actually just talked to a, uh, it was a student. She was, uh, shadowing one of my doctors and we, we just had the conversation, you know, um, a, a lot of people, I don't think know what this world is. Cause I didn't, I didn't even know about it till I, one of my clients I was training was in it. You know what I mean? But the thing is what you're saying is a lot of people get told, Hey, you need to go to college. We're always told doctors, lawyers, right? The normal. And that's okay. But it's the talk I had with hers. She didn't know what she wanted to do. So she's like, I'm just going to go pre-med. And then we're talking about, well, you're going to come out with $400,000 of debt and you're going to make maybe this much, right? Like, but, you, but then you're working all the time to, to make it right. And then that was the talk I just had. I was like, Hey, have you ever even thought about sales? Right. Like, because here's a, here's a position that only needs a four-year degree, some sales experience. And, you know, at some points you can make more than a doctor, you know what I mean? Like, but it, I love that you kind of started thinking differently with the business side. Cause that's how I am. Right. Like I actually used to be the personal trainer. Who's like, I'm just going to be this, this, this. And I started training all these entrepreneurs and they're like taking their trips and they're like doing whatever they want with their family. And I'm like, what are you doing? And you just learn how they think differently um, and the business side of it. So I love that you said that again, I know that's a little off topic, but I, I say this to everybody who's listening to me. 
I'm a little different than how I think, right? I, a lot of people are going to go and they're going to pledge their lives and do something and, and try to go for a certain company and just do it forever. And then that's great. That's great. But you got to understand, like we were talking offline is you got to help you, you know, like these people are going to always help themselves. You got to help you at the end of the day. So do what's ever in best your interest. So going from medical device sales, you wanted to break in. Can you tell us, you kind of went into it already, but like during the interview process, what'd you do to stand out? Like, cause again, it wasn't just you, there's going to be other candidates that they were interviewing. So what, what do you feel like you did that helped you, you know, secure the position that you got now? Yeah. So I have made a massive mistake, um, which I would advise everyone listening to not do of just throwing my resume around to different companies and just hoping that somebody will see it. Your resume unless you have years of experience is not getting through that automated system that all these companies have. Yep. I don't know what they look for, but it's not getting through. Um, so you really need to do your dil- due diligence in reaching out to reps. Um, I mean, I personally have had a ton of really great experiences in reaching out to reps because they, they are just so helpful. I mean, some of them give me their email like right off the bat. Um, so don't be afraid of reaching out to people. You just, you just got to, hammer it down like you're not going to get success every time but you got to keep doing it um so basically i applied for a trauma position out of state was able to talk to a um, recruiter and was able to kind of tell my story in a way that built a lot of trust with the recruiter she ended up telling me about a position in my hometown doing something different than trauma um and then I just kind of went on my merry way there. Love it. That's yeah. great. Yeah. Uh, and I love that you just said that. I, I want to touch on that point to the listeners of throwing your resume around. That's a great point because I've said it on this podcast before because I'll have people who literally will just throw resumes at me and I don't even know their name. And I'm like, well, first off, my resume sucked. I say it on here all the time, right? Like I got told, Jake, your personal trainer, you worked with youth kids like, this sucks. Like this isn't a good, good thing, but I was able to make those connections and talk with them. Like after I get off the phone with Logan, I'm like, Hey, I like Logan. I I can talk with him. I can have a conversation. Now, if I asked Logan for a resume, then it's different because now I'm able to like help and do stuff. But I I love that you're just kind of going into detail of like some of the mistakes. Cause that was a mistake I made at first. And then it's like, you know, you find out people, if they don't know you, like you said, if you're spending all your time on the automated stuff, it's going right into the garbage and nobody sees it. And you're going to get your rejection letter a week from that, or you're going to get it four months later, but it was already thrown away right away. So again, just making that connection is, is huge. And, and being able to make that relationship is, is going to be, cause I, like I said, again, I I've said this till I'll blue in the face. It's not what, you know, it's who, you know, you know, I've worked with a lot of successful people and nobody has ever told me they really like hire somebody because it's like a resume they hire them because they liked them or somebody they really trust liked them you know and again just to get your foot in the door because that's all resume is a resume is just to get your foot in the door because you could have the perfect resume but if you suck to talk to they're not going to hire you you know so that's why i feel like networking just goes above and beyond for you and you got to think too even like it it's self-implied that reaching out to reps they're putting their name on the line by putting your name out there to hire but when it comes to talking to the recruiter as well it's the same deal with them i mean if if they send a bunch of garbage candidates to a hiring manager chances are they probably aren't going to work with that recruiter anymore make it a point not to and how does that recruiter get paid exactly 
exactly. You know, like that's what it comes down to. And so same thing. Like, I love that you said that because this is something I've, I've said on here before, but like listeners, I need to put it back out there. It's like, don't ask me if I don't know you to give you jobs or ask for a job offer because I, first off, I don't have any say, but second off, I've had people like my colleagues have said that the first thing it does is puts a horrible taste in our mouth because now you're just asking for something. You haven't done anything for us. Right. But the second thing is, is I don't know you. I don't know you from up to down. You could suck and be the worst candidate. And that's my name on the line. You know, just like you said, their name on the line. So that's why it's always a big deal because people only want to work with or help people out that they like. So the only way you can go, you know, like I even just, just this week, I just got a LinkedIn where it's like, you know, I shared a thing about a job opportunity. I had eight people, Hey, I want to, I want this job or I want to do, it's like, well, that's cool. Like, or if they're like, Hey, I just had one this week. Hey, I, uh, if you ever have a job opening, shoot it to me. I, w- I want to work for it. Well, okay. I don't know you. You're, you're a weirdo. Like yeah. I, I don't, I've never talked to you on the phone. You could be like a, a 40 year old dude living in his basement. Like, I don't know you. So that's the thing is, is like, if you guys are going to be reaching out before you ever shoot a resume, before you ever ask for a job, make sure you know their name, their background, and you've had a conversation with them. Because if you haven't done any of those, let me, let me just promise you, they're not going to help you. Like that is just a just straight promise. That person will not help you out. And again, like Logan said, for the recruiter, right? The recruiter is only getting paid if they land candidates to a position. So they're not going to just take every Joe Schmo and send them to a hiring manager. They need the top of the top. And, and that's how you have to get yourself. And Logan was able to show how he stood out to break in. And then I'll kind of touch on to how I was able to move through the interview process. Yeah. So um, if you guys haven't listened to Jacob's podcast a ton, um, he brings up this idea of making a little business plan um, for the company that you're interviewing with. Um, I actually have it right here. Um, if you're watching on video, you can see, um, but actually I can't show you. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. yeah. I was, I was going to whoop. Um, but I made that, took me a couple hours. Um, it's about 12 pages. And it's just, and the other thing with that is don't worry about being right in everything you put in there. Yep. When you're making that, you won't have an idea. Uh, you could do all the research in the world, but when it comes to like talking to sales reps about it, they will have so much experience in the field that like all the stuff you put in there might be wrong. But at the same time, you took the time to learn the market to scout the surgeons that were in the area that you're applying to. I mean, that will just speak volumes. That's it, man. I I love it. We're just going to stay on that. It's effort. That's all it is. Because Mm -hmm. here's the thing. You're never going to find it if you're on the internet. Why? Because the competitors would be able to find it. And then they would sell all against that, right? Like if you're trying to find certain stuff. So that's why what you're saying is 100% right. I just want to touch on that too, because I get that question a lot. You just got to put an effort because also here's the thing. If you're going for a position, guess what the sales reps that you're trying to apply to, to be in that same position, what they're going to tell you. They're going to tell you the good, the bad. They're going to tell you what the job's like, what the, what's great about the job, what sucks about the job. Like they're going to give you so much insight that is invaluable and 99.9% of people didn't do. And now when you go into that interview, they act like you just said market share and you bring that up and they're like, how'd you even know that? It just, you blow them away when you do that. Exactly. And another thing too, that helped me throughout the interview process that I was told made me stand out from other candidates is how prompt I was in my responses to the recruiter and the hiring manager, because that tells them, Hey, um, surgery is coming up in an hour. I need Logan to be there. Um, is he going to answer his phone? 
Yep. Is he going to let me know that he got my message? Um, and just like out of the gate, even if it's like we changed the location or like the link for the Zoom meeting for the interview, it didn't have to respond to it. Like I could have implied that they know that I got it, but even just a like simple little heard, thank you. Yep. Like that speaks volumes for these hiring managers and recruiters. Exactly. No, and you're a hundred percent right. That's what, that was something when I got told uh, was going through the interview process. I always followed up. I always stuck to my word. Like when I said a certain time, I would show up early. Uh, I mentioned that on a podcast. You know, my final interview for the position I have now, my manager popped on 15 minutes early, and I was already on there. And then she mm -hmm. made sure to go and tell my VP that hey, I was on there. But you know, being just being because, like you're saying, this is what I've said on here a lot. If you guys have listened, it's how you act during the interview process is how you're going to act once you got the job. So if you're not returning text, you're not going to return text once you have the job. If you're showing, you're not showing up early, you're not going to show up to early on uh, surgery day. You know, like it's these little things. And let me just tell you like what Logan's saying. It's the little things that make the big difference. That's what's going to get you hired because majority of people aren't going to do that. And another little thing too, that I want to touch on is, uh, it should be implied that you were following up after every interview, shooting a thank you. Um, but a way to stick out in that thank you email that I don't think a lot of people think of, bring up something from the interview. Like, even if you looked like an idiot, if yep. it was a question that like you thought you could have answered better, bring up that question and say something like, um, you know, like this question really showed me how much I'm going to be learning in this role. I really appreciate you bringing it up because it gave me more of an insight as to what I'll be doing. Uh, yeah. Yes, sir. Like, yeah. And I love that because what it's showing you, because I did the same thing. It did the exact same thing. Or when they would have a concern, I would, I would go back in that email and the follow-up and just kind of reiterate why I was here. Let me talk about that concern real quick and why I think like I'm the best candidate for it. Mm -hmm. But it just shows, you know what they think about when you're, when you're sending that email? Wow. Logan, Jacob, whoever it is. Wow, it's four, two hours later and they're still thinking about that question or they're still thinking about that interview. They're going back and they're processing it because they really want it. Because if they didn't want it, they would have just said, thanks, cool. But you're like actually thinking about it, going over it, you're processing it and you check the email 20 times before you sent it to make sure that it was good. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yep. And that's yep. what they want to see. And, and, and again, it's just going back to what you said. It's the effort because most candidates, that's I have a podcast like three podcasts ago of being above average to get hired. The average person's just going to say, thank you. Mm -hmm. The above average person is what you're saying. You're going to go touch on a point and, and show them. And same thing when I just reached out to reps, I would always take one piece of information from our conversation and put it in the thank you because it shows that I cared enough to actually listen. And then that I wanted to thank them for what, what I learned. Right. And that, and that you did take something away from the interview, from the conversation, whatever it is. Yeah, and it's whenever you say that a strength of yours is you're a great listener, um, show them. Show them that you're a great listener through that email or like other means. Yep. No, that is – Logan, I love that you touched it. Man, you're dropping some great little dimes <laughs> on here. Yeah, I love it, man. Because, you guys, this is the thing I want you to hear, especially in like Logan's story and what he's saying. If you guys do what he's saying in this interview process, you're going to see how you stand out. And you're going to see you go way farther in the interview if you weren't doing this first off. But second of all – the candidates that all come on here, it's, I, I love that we all, the thing that is the same thing with everyone's got their own little twist, but if you hear all the different podcasts that are on here, all the guests that break in, it's the same things. It's 
being on time. It's being persistent. It's uh, following up. It's making sure you go in above and beyond. It's, you know, you're, you're finding out market share. You're like, it's, it's all these extra little pieces that stack up and add up. So when you're up against two other people, you know, when you've done three other things that they haven't done and you guys are great candidates, that's the thing I just made a comment about was when you guys get to the final interview, if there's three people, they're all great. Everybody's good. Everybody could get hired. What are you doing throughout the whole process to set yourself apart? Exactly. So I love that. Logan, you've dropped some dimes on here today, man, for these listeners. Can you please just, what tips would you give to these guys? If they're trying to break in, they're trying to get into medical device sales, maybe they have sales experience, maybe they don't, but they're just trying to break in. What would be your advice to someone trying to break into medical device sales? The biggest thing I would say to somebody who wants to break in is, first of all, make the best of where you're at right now. Even if it's not where you want to be a year or two years from now, make the best of it. Do your best work there. Document everything you do. If you get a positive email from a customer, from a coworker, document that. Um, anything you really do, document it. Go above and beyond. Don't work nine to five. Work nine to ten, nine to eleven. Um, and yeah, I mean, that that was really the driving force behind me. Get a ton of really good references to throw your name around um, and everything will just fall into place. I love that, man. And, and the, I want to touch on that real quick for you guys who are listening. Reason why Logan's saying that, that's your brag book, right? When you're having people send you nice emails, they're, they're following up, they're saying good things about you. When, when you hear pe- managers talk about a brag book, that's what they're talking about. They want to see that you're good at what you do and that other people are saying for you, saying it for you. You know, so like when, when Logan's at his uh, former position and his manager sends him this awesome email saying, hey, you're great. You did awesome. Well, guess what? When he's going on an email or when he's going through an interview, he can show that email to these new hiring managers and saying, hey, this is what my past manager sent me. So just, again, another way to help you stand out. But most people don't know what a brag book is. Um, that's really it is. It's other people bragging about you and saying how great you are instead of you doing it yourself. Um, but no, Logan, that, that is great. And again, I appreciate you jumping on here today for our listeners, because again, you bring a different perspective going from, you know, customer support inside sales and, and like being able to make that transition, but what you did to stand out, because again, it's the little things that make the big differences to help you land a job that you're looking for. And, and Logan, where can uh, everybody find you uh, that if they want to reach out? Um, so if they want to reach out, they can reach out to me through email, logan.tupper at outlook.com, or I've LinkedIn, um, linkedin.com slash in, and then it's just slash Logan Tupper. Yeah. Um, and those are probably the best ways to reach me. Awesome. Awesome. And, and this is to everybody, you know, I, I'm very fortunate. I appreciate everybody who listens on, but make sure you guys aren't weirdos when you're reaching out to Logan. Uh, you know, like we're all just normal human beings, but making sure you guys come prepared. If you're going to ask him a question, come prepared with questions and, um, and, and just, and just be respectful. You know, I, I joke around, I'm a little more humorous on it, but you know, I get some weird messages from some of these people that listen and I'm like, what in the world is going on in your head? So, you know, I just say this out of a laughs out of humor, you know, just don't be a weirdo and we'll, and we'll all be good. But Logan, again, I appreciate you taking time out of your day to just jump on the podcast. And again, I appreciate you so much. Congratulations on your job because it's absolutely amazing to see what you've done and, and the, since you've been out of college and, and being able to achieve your goal that you've been working for. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Love the podcast. Love your YouTube. I mean, you're, you're bound to blow up eventually. Um, <laughs> love, love the content. Um, yeah, this is a ton of fun. 
I appreciate that. Yeah. And everyone who is listening, if you guys are watching on YouTube, please press that like and subscribe button. If you guys are listening on the podcast, a five-star review helps us grow this channel and help other people learn about this great industry. If you guys want to reach out again, always happy to chat, but just come prepared. Um, new to medical device sales on Instagram and TikTok, or you guys can find me on LinkedIn at just Jacob McLaughlin. And then finally, if you guys are looking for that ebook, new to medical device sales.com, the link is in the description where I go into detail how I got four job offers with no previous sales experience, where we talked about the uh, business plan that Logan just mentioned. You know, that's in there what I did to help myself stand out, messages I sent to managers, everything I did to be able to get these job offers from top companies without the experience that they were looking for. So I appreciate you guys tuning in and we'll see you on the next one. Peace.